This episode is brought to you by 9AM Health. 9AM Health, diabetes care that fits your life. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Healing in Hindsight, your Nobia source for thriving with diabetes. And it is a bittersweet one because it is the final hindsight thoughts episode of the season. That's right. It is season finale week. It has been an incredible journey. I'm really grateful and appreciative of this new format. I hope you guys are enjoying it as well. I like being able to have these personal episodes with you guys and then a guest and Honestly, being able to connect with you guys more than once during the week feels really good because I don't have to choose between do I, do I talk or do I have a guest talk because I am doing seasons and not a you know regular cadence of just weekly episodes. I personally wanted to ensure that there are breaks for myself and those who are assisting with the show. Yeah, it's the last solo episode. And I really want to talk about something that's very near and dear to my heart. If any of you guys have tuned into my live streams, you've probably heard me talk about this at length already, but it's body acceptance. And I feel like this is, it's right for this season. It's the final stage of the things that I have talked about throughout this season from coming to terms with my diagnosis to dealing with the mental health issues of it to even connecting with the spiritual side of it and ultimately recognizing that this is the body that I have and what I have to work with and not against in order to have a thriving diabetic relationship, if you will. And so with body acceptance, it's something that I feel very close to because like many people, I have struggled even before my diagnosis with my body image and other beauty standard issues, if you will. But my diagnosis flared all of that up even more because with the added burden, I would almost say of you feel physically unattractive and inadequate. And now internally, <laughs> you're feeling the same and it's all pointing to you need to lose weight. I totally get it. You look in the mirror and you see something that you don't like and you want to change it, but you're struggling because you, you want to be yourself and you don't want it to feel like a chore. Every fitness guy that I've ever bought felt like a chore. And it's not that there was anything wrong with the guide. It was me. It was feeling like doing this challenge or this eight week training fitness thing doesn't feel like it's going to be fun. It just feels like one more thing added to my calendar that I have to do. And we're all human. And at the end of the day, we're all trying to do the best that we can. So I want to dive into my personal body acceptance journey and kind of some things that have bubbled up for me that I feel may be helpful for you. If you are had a similar experience or you're going through it right now, know that you're not alone. And I just wanted to share what I feel about it, how I've combated with it and how you can potentially do the same. Let's do it. You are listening to Healing in Hindsight, your no BS source for thriving with diabetes. What's up guys, I'm Taylor Danielle, and it's my goal to help millennial diabetics like myself 
live an amazing life without your diagnosis getting in the way. I get it. I was diagnosed back in 2015 with type 2 diabetes, and it was really hard to find people around my age to understand how to travel, socialize, or even have meaningful relationships. But I feel like with a focus on mindset, perspective, and nutrition, together we can take back our health and our lives. Consider this the red table talk, but for diabetics. Minus the entanglement, so. So let's do it. So, body acceptance, where do we begin? I think the, the first thing that I had to come to terms with as it speaks to my personal body journey is that you are not your weight. And that took me some time because everything surrounds this number on a scale. And granted, scales have gotten smarter and I have one, but I don't use it for that three digit number anymore. I use it for what's my body fat percentage, what's my bone mass, muscle mass, that kind of thing. Cause I feel like that gives a more bigger picture because we look at this number. I think my last weigh in was 179. I haven't checked since, but 179 doesn't necessarily equate to I'm literally 179 pounds and all 179 pounds is bad. It's more like you've got, I think it was 31, 31 or 32, somewhere in the 30% range of body fat. And that might only actually equate to 10 pounds. Your bones, your muscles, all of that have weight to it. And so we lean into this number expecting that if it goes down, it means value. And I've definitely lost weight, but I'm not trimmed up and firmed up before and just realizing that it's not all that it's about. It's not about being thin or fat. It's not about being perfect. It's about being you. And when I started my self-acceptance journey, like the internal stuff, like I talked about in a previous episode, that's what led to the body journey. Because I had to come to terms with how I just feel about me and just being me before the body. And to me, that has helped me make the right decisions towards my body. It's made me push towards getting more serious about treating my diagnosis well and having discovered a a bigger community that led me to an endocrinologist and a change in my medication regimen. And even though he even pushed the weight stigma, which I don't agree with, there were some truths in that I needed to come to terms with. And that is that I wasn't doing every step that I needed to ensure my body is optimized to the best of its ability. Because now that I absolutely love who I am on the inside, to me, I'm just shaping myself on the outside. I'm not trying to transform it into anything else. It's just, I can see me and I can appreciate the journey of my body changing and that the decisions that I make to treat my body as an ally, as something that's been a protector, a fortress for myself, a temple, if you will. I used to like feel really weird about that, especially in a religious space, but it truly is. I, I get it now. Right? And so 
when I stopped thinking about thin, curvy, the cute face, thin way, all the stuff that's blasted at us that says that this is what's valuable. And I started thinking about if I just appreciated where I'm at, what would that do for me? If I just wore what I wanted to wear and what made me feel good, what would that do for me? If I stopped worrying about what other people thought and just walked to the beat of my own drum, what would that do for me? Because a lot of the things that we deem as, oh, that's ugly. Oh, why would she wear that? Ooh, her stomach is out. Like all, the, all of that are literally societal constructs of how we should think and not us thinking for ourselves. Because then we go on National Geographic or Discovery Channel and we look at cultures that pay no mind to that. And there are whole cultures of, of indigenous women that are topless. And I think it's so freaking awesome. I wish and honestly, I, I shouldn't even have to wish. It just should be because a body part has been so sexually objectified. It's now seen as obscene. But men can go shirtless. Y'all already know I could go on a rant for that. So I'm going to leave that over there. I'm going to say that for the live stream where I talk more about this. But it is just really frustrating that, especially as a woman, it feels like I'm never physically good enough to the point where I compare myself not only to other women, but like even who I've dated in the past of, I don't seem to fit. And I've told my partner this before. He's this very sexy, muscular, ripped, like his abs look angry sometimes guy. And here I am not, I don't want to use any other words because they aren't, they don't play a role in who I am. And I'm appreciating my body. I'm learning to feel sexy in my body and feel okay with where I'm at and learn how to dress it in a way that still fits my style. But doesn't also make me uncomfortable because how many of us have worn shit that's just completely uncomfortable and not because we were trying to be daring with a new look, the shit was just uncomfortable. Like I can't breathe. I can't take two steps. I can't bend over. All those type of things. They're, they're, they're just frustrating. I would talk to him about this and he was like, some men, even culturally, don't see skinny, I don't even like that word, so women as attractive. Usually women who were more curvy and had more body to offer were appealing because it meant that you could cook. It meant that you were healthy. It meant that you could provide. It meant that you had a, a physical environment great for having babies. It's like, sometimes I just feel like maybe that's where I'm at. I don't see that with you. <laughs> and it took me a long time to believe that he didn't see something wrong with me or feel like I was too fat or feel like I wasn't physically attractive. And I even tried to put him in corners. And I didn't realize I was doing this until I really evaluated our conversations of what do you like about me physically and feeling like I'm backing him into this corner to eventually trip up. And you feel like, oh, I caught you in a lie. You don't actually find me physically attractive. You just think my face is pretty and you're a guy, anything that moves. So I had to realize that was everything I was conditioned to believe because all of the beauty standards lead to the, this is the elite. This is the pedestal. This is the thing to strive for versus what is the best version of you? Because I don't think I'm meant to be a really small person. I don't think I'm meant to be really large either and nothing wrong with that. I think this, I, I'm, I'm that, uh, if we're, we're going to go with sizes, which I also hate, I'm the not exactly regular size, not exactly plus size, which is dumb in itself. I don't even know why we need to say plus size. Let's just 
size it and call it a day. There shouldn't be a regular and plus. It's dumb. But that's where I'm at. I'm, I'm in, in the in-between. And coming to terms with how I am physically, it took some time and it took me starting on the inside because I had to unravel my mind around all of the things that I was taught on what's acceptable physically. I had to retrain my brain around exercise. And in previous episodes, I've talked about joyful movement and wanting exercise to not feel like a chore. I want it to feel like something to help me release. I really appreciate because in my mind, I want to be this, but these steps to get there. It's hard. It's hard because I'm still learning to reframe things and have to push through and have grit and be more disciplined than motivated because motivation is more of a feeling. But runners, runners who when they exercise or when they go for a run, it's not because I need to lose weight. It is I need to clear my head. I need to blow off some steam. I need to get some energy. For some people, exercising gives them more energy. I ain't felt that yet, but maybe it's finding the right combo of things. And I actually used to appreciate me and my sister when we um, were growing up in Fort Worth. We lived in a, a su suburb neighborhood and we both played sports. She played uh, basketball and volleyball and I played soccer and volleyball. And so we would go run around the neighborhood together. And it was us like trying to work out and condition and be in shape and all that stuff like that. But I realized what I enjoyed more was that I was actually just going for a run with my sister and it pushed me. It made me want to go harder, but it, I more enjoyed it because it was just time together and it wasn't just us like laying around the house watching TV or her being on the phone and boys and stuff like that because we're about three years apart. And I really appreciated the time I had with my sister, especially because we weren't always together growing up. We both have separate moms. And at one point she was living with her mom before she moved in with us. And so I sometimes would just see her for weekends and I didn't understand it as a kid. I just knew I had a sister and she didn't live with us and I, I couldn't make sense of it, right? Until I got a little bit older. But I looked up to her so much and I just loved not being the only one. And so I thought I had a forever playmate. And it wasn't until I got a little bit older and closer to my preteen years while she's in her teenage years that I could find things and find common ground with her. And doing that was one of them. And I really enjoyed it. Knowing what's healthy for you is the point that I'm trying to drive home. Like realizing that it's not about my weight. And knowing what's healthy for me has been two huge things in getting to a place where I do not feel bad about my physical shape. I'm not putting pressure on myself to have a flat belly. I'm not freaking out because my arms have a little flab on them and my my breasts aren't super big. It's something where I've had to take every experience um, that I've had, negative experiences surrounding my body. And recognize that it's just ignorance and I can't change how it went down, but I can change how I feel about things now. And now that I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm actually, because you're forever developing in a way, your body is always changing. But I feel like, especially as a woman, I've finally settled into my physique. And yes, will there be some changes here? I might lose a little weight here and our weight is always fluctuating. Come on. But especially as I find more joyful movement, I feel like I'll start to see my body take a little bit more shape. And if kids end up happening, that's going to be a different shape. And then it's going to come back and it's going to be new. I feel like there's this 
just how we grow and gain more experience and learn more things, your body does the same. It shifts and it goes with you and it does things to help protect you. And now I see my extra little belly fat is just, you know what? That's just more protection. If somebody has to go stab me, they're not going to get to the organs that quick. It's a little morbid, but it's how I think. I start to not feel like I can't get this tattoo because I don't have this. I got 12. What? I don't feel like I can't go braless because I don't have the perfect per perky boobs. I hate bras. I think bras are stupid. And I really hate that we've built up this idea that a woman who's not wearing a bra but does have a shirt on at least is offensive if you can see her freaking nipples. But again, men can have it all day long and we can't call it that it's distracting because they're men. I'm going to try to stay away from this soapbox, guys, because it just pisses me off so much. Finding what's healthy for me in terms of movement, because I recognize I need to move. I'm sitting all the time and I can feel my legs like, ah, oh, they need to stretch, whatever. But not feeling if I, I'm a failure if I don't go to the gym. I'm bad because I'm not going for a run or I'm not walking or I'm not doing this or I'm not doing that or I'm not hitting every squat that I need to. I don't feel bad about that because... I'm learning what's healthy for me to do. And sometimes, yes, that means the healthy thing for me to do is recognize when I need a break and to allow my body to get some movement and, and do some things or whatever. But I don't feel terrible about it like I used to. The other thing that I'm realizing, aside from exercise, which y'all know I hate talking about, we got to do some movement, but we really should. It's just finding the type of movement that's good for us. But sleep. I... Ever since going on this journey of working for myself, I have done the sleepless nights kind of thing because it's, oh, hey, well, look at this. I don't have to, you know, pay attention to uh, my uh, sleep anymore because it's not like I have anywhere to go the next day. And I didn't obviously pandemic wise either. And my job was work from home. But I needed to be on by a certain time. I needed to be good to go. And I'm taking on things that aren't things that I'm passionate about. Now it's if I want to start work at noon, I can start work at noon. If I want to start work at eight, I can start at eight. I can do what I want. And that also led to a pattern of, well, I can just stay up till three, four in the morning to get all this stuff done. I don't have to, I, I should just get it all done today. I got a list of things that I need to do today. And even though I started earlier on stuff today, I needed to get a lot more recording done. And that's what I did, but I'm actually going to bed at a decent hour. It's, it's between the 11 to one, but it used to be like three and four. Okay. So I'm, I'm getting there. I'm actually getting a solid six hours at least of sleep. And, and the nights when I'm actually able to get in the bed by 11, even seven, almost eight. And I find that I'm naturally waking up to my morning alarms. I'm not waking up in the middle in the middle of the night as much as I used to thinking that it was just habit from before I was diagnosed. Accepting that it's not my weight, knowing what's healthy for me, which is joyful movement and sleep have been two big things that have changed how I feel about myself. I'm gonna pause there because there was a bug scuttling along, what you call it, ew. What can I use to kill this thing?
because I just need to clean everything in my house. Ugh. Disgusto. Grab some Mundo. Okay. So my next two points have, they've, they've got, so the next thing that I want to touch on is So the next thing that I want to highlight in this journey is stop comparing yourself to other people. It truly will only cause you unhappiness. It, it really does. And I really feel like we build this or we've baked this into our culture, into our entertainment so hard that it's difficult to not, right? Because from models to even female rappers, like you feel like if I'm not looking and acting like these people, I will not be validated by anybody. And that's really all that we're looking for. We're looking for validation that it's okay to be us and that we are physically attractive to whatever sex that we want to be, whatever sex that we want to be attracted to us. And obviously we have been conditioned on what is beautiful and what's not. And it doesn't help that there's also a racial aspect to it. There's also a oppression for certain I don't even want to say it's specific to just female genders. There's an oppression for how men should look. There's an oppression for how women should look. And then you add in the cultural aspects of potentially race and then what was approved and not approved throughout certain eras. It weighs on you. I really feel like it's a lot of generational crap that we're having to finally unroot ourselves from. Because at some point in some time, someone said, this should be the norm because this is what I like and I think everybody else should do it too. And why we're not consistently calling that out, I don't know. I think we're finally getting to a space where it's, yo, just because this was the thing that somebody else felt like they needed to do because of their own insecurities, insecurities does not mean that we have to follow that, right? Like who, I guess you could say who died and deemed them king or queen, but that kind of really didn't happen. So I don't know. Like it's just... It's frustrating when you come to this realization and it's hard when the world around you doesn't. And I feel like I'm blessed enough that there is a collective mindset that is starting to realize that, but it's still going to take a lot of work to get people to accept it because habit is a bitch, <laughs> okay? When you have habitually been in this mindset, this flow, these actions for so long and it's been passed down to you as well... It's hard to break away and say, you know what? It's inappropriate for a woman to wear a shirt where I can notice her nipples. It's super hard to do that. It's super hard to be raised that conservative dressing is the way to go for a woman. And that's what determines if you're a lady from a not so lady. And having to accept that, okay, this is something that I've been taught. It's not anything to take away from the character of who this woman is, or it doesn't mean that she's promiscuous. It simply just is how she wants to dress. Like it is going to take time for that because 
We have been taught that's what it is. I feel the attire of women have sh- has shifted so much and really displaying the more that you reveal, the more that you're a Jezebel, right? And I can't even imagine what it was like when a woman just wore pants. A woman wearing pants, what the hell? That's blasphemy. And it's just pants. It's still covering things up. You know what I mean? So it's just, especially when the religious aspects or how much religious culture has played into it, it's frustrating when you have other cultures where seeing skin is normal, where seeing breasts is normal, where having your stomach out is normal. It's nothing to be upset about. It's nothing to freak out about. It's nothing to say or shame somebody for being a slut hoe, whatever. It's just normal. <laughs> and someone else decided to show up to their little happy home and say, hey, put some clothes on. We were all naked at one point. I would like to get back to that point because clothes are fun. I enjoy clothes, but I don't want to be shamed for whatever I feel like wearing. I'd rather just be naked. But in today's day and age, being naked can also be shamed. So I'm saying that all to say, please don't worry about what other people think about you. Don't compare yourself because it's a losing battle, right? It's a losing battle that's not even worth fighting because you shouldn't have to compare yourself. You should be able to just be who you are and that's it. And we shouldn't idolize certain figures in order to make other people feel good about themselves. We should just appreciate people for where they're at. We can't even get comfortable with seeing normal bodies. That's a whole nother tangent by itself. So don't compare yourself. You will be upset every time. Just appreciate. It's okay to appreciate, but don't try to put those same expectations of physical nature on you. It might actually be physically impossible. I will say this though. Like, we're all different, just like snowflakes. We're all meant to be unique. And it's okay if you don't look like a celebrity, okay? A, they got money, y'all. If I had money, I, I'd get some work done. The work that I get done, I would just I just want boobs, y'all. And I have them. And they're cute. And I, me and my boobs have a nice, great relationship. But I would like to be proportionate. Proportionate, that's it. I just would like to have things even, to wear my shirts, aren't really big in in the chest because I can't feel it like but I'm not dying if I don't have it and there's nothing wrong with want wanting to shape your body wanting to change it just in my opinion have it be for the right reasons and the right reasons should be what you feel that they are now if it's I want boobs for people to validate that I'm a woman and to make me feel good and to feel like I'm more attractive no that's not it for me I felt like the minute that I was thinking that way that's when I knew that I shouldn't even bother aiming to get them at all because body modification should be, to me, something that makes you feel good and is a form of expression, piercings and tattoos, things that I like, but not because I'm doing it to be validated by other people or because I feel like if I change this, then I'll feel better about myself. No, I need to feel good about myself now. That's my stance. You don't have to agree, but I think you should feel good exactly as you are now And then if you get the opportunity and access to enhance that, great. But you should already already have a foundation of loving you exactly where you are. If you don't ever get the chance to change anything about it, like rock with it. You, You really can do that. We're supposed to be different. Know that everybody is deserving of self-love is deserving uh, to feel beautiful is deserving to feel attracted and wanted and it should start from you. It should start to come from you. When I hired a sensuality coach, 
that's one of the purposes that I wanted is I didn't feel good in my body. I didn't feel confident. I didn't feel sexy. I didn't feel like I was deserving of any attention, even from my own partner. It's just like, why? I'm gross. I'm, I'm not, especially with the pandemic, all the maintenance stuff that I do to honestly for my mate isn't happening anymore. Don't you find that gross? It's, I, I really am grateful for my partner who doesn't, he doesn't go for the physical things. It's not that he doesn't compliment them, but he's more attracted to me because I'm attracted to me than wanting him to be attracted to me and I hate myself. It shows, it really does show your the way that you walk, the way that you move, the way that you adorn yourself. It all shows when you truly are okay with every aspect of yourself, even if it's not perfect, because it's okay if it's not perfect. It's okay if you don't look like the celebrities. It's okay if you still, still wanna get a boob job, even though you feel good about not having a boob job, right? Or wanting to have defined abs, even if you don't have defined abs. Like it's okay to want to polish and improve stuff. It's just about where that comes from. I know people who they want to be bodybuilders, not because they're trying to change their body because they hate it, but it's just, I want to prove that I can do it. I want to prove that I can optimize myself and be able to stand in front of these people and do it. And I think that's really awesome. So when it comes to body acceptance, just like how I talked about in the self-acceptance episode, it is a journey and it doesn't necessarily have an end date. You're going to keep riding this journey until you leave this vessel that you have because it's going to constantly change, right? When we get older and not to say that like getting older means what we've revealed in culture of that you're gonna get wrinkly and all these things and that aging can't be beautiful. I feel like we also are coming into an understanding that aging is beautiful and it doesn't make you ugly to get older. I'm 31 y'all. I'm just saying I still get confused as being in high school and or sometimes even a college student like being in my 20s and sure can I look back at those pictures of myself and see like a difference but I also think that I also look like a child <laughs> so I don't know like aging is nothing to be ashamed of and so with your body it's the same your body's gonna change your body's gonna expand it's gonna retract it's going to adapt to the environment that it's in and so as long as you are okay with yourself and you're making decisions that feel best for you, your body's going to rock with it. I know that the more that I'm cognizant about what I eat and what I put in my system and phasing out more processed foods and trying to do more cooking and all these other things, it's going to show. I know that when I, you know, take my medication uh, appropriately and when I get as much water in my system to keep myself hydrated, it's going to show. It's going to reflect out and all that to say it's okay if it doesn't look the way that you want right now but don't spend money time or energy obsessing over it do the right next best thing that's something my therapist told me right if the right next best thing is me chugging this bottle of water in front of me because i haven't had any water in the last two hours cool i'm gonna do that so the next best thing after that is, you know what? I've been sitting at my desk like for six hours now. Should probably go for a walk and not just like letting my dogs out to use the bathroom. Go for a walk. If it's 
hey, you know what? They're finally allowing people into the apartment gym. I'm going to go do a lightweight workout, right? Because I like the feeling of my muscles activating. I, I do really like weight training. Whatever. Or I'm going to go for a run to clear my head, to get some fresh air, because I just kind of really need that right now. I need to feel myself in motion. Do that because that's what makes you feel good and that's what helps you and that's the next best thing for you. Not because I need to snatch on a waist trainer because I'm trying to wear a bikini and that way I can take a selfie in order to like be on some type of potentially Kylie Jenner level type thing. No, like just all of that is just no. At the point that I started realizing I was doing stuff to try to gain attention online from absolute strangers who probably may care or may not care. And it's a fleeting moment. Like it wasn't enough because you're constantly hungry for more. Whereas now it's like, I want to just feel good in my body. And I just want to know that as I move and do things, I'm, I feel good. I'm naked a lot more y'all like seriously get in the mirror and stare at yourself, all of yourself. Like it, it truly does something to appreciate every aspect of your body. Y'all, your body got you through a pandemic. Right. I've heard that. We've had a couple guests that have said that, but we have to start appreciating the things that we have because it means so much more than wanting that validation from somebody else. And I feel like the only time I need validation from someone else is them validating that it's awesome that I'm doing shit for myself, that I feel sexy for myself, that I feel good about being myself, that I'm pursuing my dreams for myself. That's the only validation that I need from other people. So there's no perfect body. And anybody who says this is the perfect body, they're lying to you because that is one perspective. Because there's a billion people in the world and I'm pretty sure there's plenty of people out in the world that could say that's actually not the perfect body to me. The perfect body is this. Perfect body is that. And, and which tells you there is none. The perfect body for you is the one that you're in. And all you need to do is just take care of it. That's it. As long as you take care of it, it will evolve and, and shape itself to who you are. That's it. If you go to the doctor and society says you should have a flat stomach with abs or whatever, but you go to the doctor and you have a clean bill of health, no conditions, no nothing, like, hey, whatever you're doing, keep doing it, then that should tell you. And if you want to pursue those physical changes as a way to just achieve something and push yourself, cool, do that too. If you want to pay to make those changes, as long as it at the core, it is, I'm doing this for me because it makes me feel good. I don't care about what anybody else thinks. I just like this. Fucking do it. It's great. Go for it. It only matters what you feel about yourself. That's it. And what you feel about yourself should be, I appreciate this body. This body is amazing. And in this exact state that it's in, and even though we're going to go through more changes, I'm just grateful for where it is right now. I think it's amazing. I think it's lovely. I think it's sexy. I think it's awesome. That's it. And take what I say with a grain of salt because what's best for you. But don't allow your mind to be plagued with thoughts of you're not good enough because that is also not true. You are absolutely good enough. And if you want to see changes, you can absolutely do that. But know that it does not take away that right now in this present moment, whenever you hear this, 
it does not mean that you're not good enough right now because you absolutely are. And y'all, nine times out of 10, the stuff that we think is ugly about ourselves, the stuff that we think we're too fat for, whatever, take a chance on rocking it anyways. Because I've had those moments where I thought, oh my God, I look a hot mess. And my friends are like, no, actually you don't. Because we don't see us. We don't see us from a outside perspective. I can't see myself the way my, that my partner sees myself or that way my parents or my friends or my sister or whatever. Like, I can't see them that way. Also, why? More mirrors. <laughs> because I realized it's crazy, this realization that I had. It was actually in a meditation, uh, a guided meditation that I was doing where you're supposed to see yourself. You walk to the bathroom, look into the mirror, what do you see? And I couldn't even see my face. It was really hard to imagine my face and my body, my hair. And my mind in the struggle pieced together parts of people that I've seen on TV and magazines, on social media, whatever, and created this image of me that wasn't actually me because I don't look at myself enough. I used to just, when I got in the mirror, I barely looked. I just grabbed my toothbrush. I walk around the house while I brush my teeth. Now I just do that because I just like moving around, but I make myself stare at myself. Before I get in the shower, I stare at myself. I'm in the process of trying to get a really big mirror so that way I can have it somewhere where I can just physically stand somewhere and look at myself. Because we automatically assume that what everyone else is seeing is bad and then we berate ourselves for not meeting these appeals. And remember, they're all lenses. They're, they're lenses, they're pieces of glass, they're just reflections. It does not necessarily mean that you look bad or anything else like that. And the sooner that we accept how we are in this physical state right now and just make decisions that are good for our body, that's best for our body, we'll be okay. And that's something I'll probably talk about in the live stream at some point is like, how we've been desensitized to abusing our bodies. Yeah, it's a deep one. Like, I know this thing that I'm eating is bad, but I want it because it tastes good instead of finding something that tastes the same, but isn't filled with all the crappy stuff in it. Or I know that doing these things is bad, but there's just so much, y'all. There's just so much. And so just to wrap things up, for the last hindsight thoughts, I decided it should be a little bit longer uh, since it is the last episode. The first step is just, again, knowing that you are not your weight. You are not the number on the scale. You are not the BMI bullshit that comes up that says you're obese and all of this. <sighs> Miss me with that. I know that we have these metabolic physical types and all that, like uh, all of that just that does not define you. Okay, does not define you. And it's not about being fat. It's not about being thin. It's not about being perfect. It's about being you. Okay, know what's healthy for you. Like joyful movement and sleep. Those are two things for me, right? Know what's healthy for you in terms of how you move about the world, the energy that you put out, like when you eat, when you sleep, when you work out, when you interact with people, when you consume media, like when you're scrolling through Instagram, when you're scrolling through Pinterest, when you're watching TV. I can't do reality TV shows like that very much because they're portraying 
personality traits and body types that don't that aren't realistic for me and there's nothing wrong with them it's just the feeling that I get if I start to feel shitty about myself just watching it it's not for me so know what's healthy for for you and your environment in terms of what you consume in all senses right stay away from comparing yourself to other people you will be pissed off every time you will be sad every time you, you don't need to compare yourself because there is no other person like them just how there is no other person like you so there's no way that you can make yourself be like them because it's not meant to be that way for you so be okay with not looking like somebody else and be okay and i need to mention this that people may not find you physically attractive the way that you want them to we got to stop wishing that people would see us in lights that they just don't see us we can't force people to react to us the way that we want to we try we definitely try and i think that's what you're seeing on all of these different aspects of social media and stuff like that is us trying to say look at me i'm cute i'm valid like you should agree and the way that we should agree is you're absolutely beautiful but you don't need to do all that shit like you can just post a regular picture and not that i'm against if you want to show off your body show off your body i'm totally for it i i have nothing against sex workers i have nothing against women who want to physically show themselves i'm right there with them you know what i mean but it's all about intent the reasoning behind that and somebody's always going to be a hater somebody's always going to feel like you're doing stuff because you're trying to get attention whatever but as long as you know that you're doing this because i just genuinely love this and this is just me appreciating myself and i don't mind showing it to the world cool i'm with you high five dap it up i think that's amazing but recognize somebody's always gonna find an issue with it and you don't need to listen to them either and it's okay if you don't look like the people that you see on tv it's okay if you're not 100 in love with every part of yourself it's a process just keep at it. Just keep at it and know that you are deserving, right? Know that it is totally up to you on how you feel about yourself, but there's no permission needed from anybody to feel confident, loved, and deserving of a beautiful space that is yourself, right? We're all different. None of us are meant to look alike. So don't worry about if you feel good enough because you don't look like someone else, right? That's not it. That's not it at all. You are absolutely beautiful and worthy and deserving of love as you are. And as you and your body continue to get to know each other and you shape and you shift in all of these different ways and you grow and you change and you go through all of these life, you know, experiences, it doesn't change that you are beautiful and worthy and deserving of love ever. So this has been such an honor to just be able to talk to you guys. As diabetics, I know that there's such an extra layer of stigma with us and how our body should be. And that, especially for those of us who are medication-based, that you cause your diabetes or that it's because you're fat that you're diabetic and that it's your fault that you're diabetic because you don't look a certain... It's all bullshit, y'all. Because... We need to challenge our medical professionals to dig deeper into understanding this illness and, and this condition and that it shouldn't just be because of weight or a size. Like I'm all for the Hayes movement or health. Yeah, health at every size because we are seeing people who 
the world is deemed big or obese and they're actually quite healthy. Like sometimes healthier than some skinny folks. You know what I mean? So please know if you are a diabetic and you have been told that your diagnosis is because you are overweight and that makes you invaluable or that makes you feel guilty or whatever, please know that it's not about your weight. And all you should do is focus on what are the things that are going to help my numbers be in check. And that's what I eat, what I drink, how I get enough sleep and how I move. Right. To me, if you focus on those four things and not is the scale going to go down, it your body will sort itself out. And if that means that the scale goes down, great. But focus on making sure you're managing your numbers well by following your treatment plan by your doctor and being mindful of what you eat, getting your sleep, how you move, and what was the last one I said? Eat, sleep, move. I don't forget it. I never forgot it that quick. But just again, just know as long as you do those things, your body will fall in line. As long as you care about what's going into your body and how these things are affecting your body, that's all that matters. Like to me, pushing people to feel like their weight is the sole answer to fixing everything is not it, especially if it's not sustainable. Because you should be, you should feel like you can live. You should feel like you're not in this box of restrictions. That's just my opinion though, y'all. Don't be running around here saying that I said that you have to do this and you have absolute choice over how you want to live your life. Okay? But that's just how I feel about it. So, thank y'all for being here, for tuning in this season, for all the comments, all the shares, all the downloads, all the, the follows, everything. It really means a lot. As much as it is sad to bring the season to a close, I am going to be taking a much needed break in a way. Now you still catch me on the live stream, but I'm cooking up some stuff. I can't wait for season four. I think season four is gonna be something truly beneficial for y'all more than it is for me. So please know season four is gonna have some fun stuff and I feel like it's going to really expand our minds to what's available to us in the diabetic community because we want to make sure that how we're living is also going to provide space and relief to us in how we are thriving day to day. So thank y'all so much. I have truly had fun this season. Be sure to tune in on Thursday for our final guest episode. I'm really excited. I'm so excited, y'all, about this episode. It is with two women who I have a huge respect for. They're basically like my podcasting big sisters. So make sure you stick around for one last episode. I promise you it won't disappoint. Until then, catch you guys next time. <laughs>